0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and it's a, oh, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. <laughs> we have a river that needs to get dove in. You know what? There's different ways of saying that, and we might get into that. I've met people. <laughs> I grew up with dove. It's a dove. However, yes. I grew up with some people who would say dove. Really? Be- Maybe yeah. that's a Canadian thing. I don't know. Yeah, because they would say, well, the reason it's called a dove is because it dives, and in simple past tense, it dove. And I was like, yeah, but I, I disagree.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I've never heard that pronunciation before. <laughs> like,
0: do you say "love"? Like, I loave you? <laughs> no, it's love, baby. Today <laughs> on Podcast, we have cavern who has a new album called powdered which was released last year and right, i'm being joined by Stephen to share some more information about this release and what the band has got going on <clears throat> so Stephen, welcome to the show hey how
1: are you i'm happy to be here thank you for having me
0: absolutely great to have you on something you mentioned initially that i wanted to get into because i think almost everybody in the world right now needs a little i don't know more meditation you said you did a 20 minute meditation
1: yeah i uh I practice meditation every day. I've been doing that for a couple months now. Um, I picked it up about halfway through the whole pandemic year. Uh, I started off just doing, like, you know, simple 10 minutes a day. And that got, you know, more and more and more. So at this point, I try to do at least 20 minutes a day. And sometimes I'll do two 20-minute sessions. And I've really found it to be beneficial. I mean, I've done... You know, a lot of different things to try to practice more mindfulness and uh, like yoga and just simply working out, things like that. But meditating uh, every day, having some sort of practice uh, that you stick to, that has been so beneficial for me at least. And I highly recommend people try it out.
0: What was it about? Because you mentioned somewhere, I think like halfway through. Uh, the pandemic year, you started doing that. What was the inspiration? Was mm. it just, like, everything that was going on? You knew you had to do something?
1: <laughs> sort of, yeah. It, it had a lot to do with the fact that we weren't playing shows regularly. We weren't practicing regularly. And I had this weird epiphany, and I remember I remember being on a Zoom call with, with Zach and Rose, um, the other two in Cavern. And I was explaining, like, man, when I'm playing a show – I'm behind the drums or when we're at practice, it's almost like my mind goes into this state of just nothingness. like, I'm not really thinking about anything. And I'm like all these years, like I've kind of been using that as my form of meditation, just simply playing music, playing drums. And it was like, you know, six months in, I was like feeling strange and just dealing with the general anxiety, depression sort of stuff. And, um, struggling with my expectations of how I thought the rest of the year was going to go. And I realized like through meditation that I was trying to live life as if it were a chess game and I should be living as if it, as if life is like, like a Tetris game. So less strategy, like, you don't you can't really form a strategy. You just kind of have to let the blocks come down and arrange them. You know, does that make any sense?
0: Mm-hmm. So life is still a game. You just have to get the right
1: game so that you have yeah. the right strategy. Realizing that I'm not in control of anything and that um, yeah. sometimes you just have to let the blocks fall in and just arrange them as you, as you see them. So Yeah.
0: Well, actually, uh, just yesterday, I chatted with a band who wrote an entire album about the concept of absurdism as it relates to existentialism uh, and something else nihilism and how basically life is just absurd uh sure and you know without being depressing we're here without having asked for it and within that puzzle we then either have a choice to like i don't know be thankful that we're here even though we didn't ask for it and without sounding yeah. de- without sounding depressing like that's just you know
1: sure and i I think that's a that's a kind of a cool concept, you know, and I think humans overall struggle with impermanence and, and dealing with the fact that, you know, everything's impermanent. And I don't know, I just feel like mindfulness and meditation really helps me with that sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, well, something I else, highly
1: again, highly recommend it.
0: Something else you touched on too, Stephen, uh, and I've read a lot about this myself, is meditation doesn't have to be sitting in a Buddha pose. It could quite literally be the fact that you go into the zone when you're behind the drums.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean a lot of people say that uh, their med- their form of meditation is going on runs, um, and I, you know as a I, I run as well, and I never really thought of that before. But anything could be meditation. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, sitting on the cushion with your legs in a certain position with incense burning, <laughs> even though that's what I I prefer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It could be going on a bike ride or just simply drawing, working on art, you know, um, like I said, running, things like that. Uh-huh. Anything mm-hmm. just to to clear your mind from all the the clutter that we deal with, and it has a lot to do with things like social media and and just how how many things are just pushed in our face all the time. And, you know, there's a million thoughts going through our head all the time, and it's just, it gets difficult sometimes to manage. So, I don't know, it's good to have a have a form of meditation. Yeah.
0: You mentioned the cushion, the incense. I imagine there's a little Buddha off on the corner. One of the little sure. cats, one of the little cats that's waving <laughs> yeah. uh, red candles. What did you start like with an app? I know there's so many apps on the market, um, you know, that guide you through, through meditation. Did you start there? Did you, how did you get into it? What did you do?
1: I got into it initially through a book, Called the Meditator's Guide by Ram Dass. Not sure if you know of Ram Dass, Um, and you can go on YouTube and he has like a ton of guided meditations. Um, I'll just leave that to you to research Ram Dass. I don't want to go into all that. Um, He's he's just a brilliant man who who uh, we were very lucky to have on this earth. He's he's written books. He's done a ton of lectures and and things like that. Mm -hmm. highly checking out some of this stuff and i mean i i do use the uh headspace app every now and again as well just because sometimes i feel as if i just need a little bit of push to help me out um whereas just sitting in a room in complete silence can be a little intimidating at first so yeah go on youtube check out some ramdas guided meditations check out the headspace app uh it's it's all really beneficial.
0: hmm I read that somewhere. The scariest thing somebody can do is be alone with themselves.
1: Yeah, alone with your thoughts, right? I used to be <laughs> that kind of person. I was very afraid. But, yeah, you, you've got to come, to come to peace with those things, I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of those drums and meditation in the zone, baby, let's talk about cavern for a second, if that's okay. Sure.
1: Yeah. Why not? Why
0: not? <laughs> so this, why not? Why not? The senior album, fourth full-length album, Powdered, produced by and recorded by Kurt Ballou.
1: Which was yeah. on Nail the Mix previously.
0: Yeah, so uh, there's something that we subscribe to called Nail the Mix. And okay. uh, Kurt Ballou is a producer who was on Nail the Mix last year, uh, and he had provided some tracks, not Cavern, but some tracks of a band that he had worked with Um so that was, that was cool. So we have witnessed his work, at least with kind of like, a, I would call them a heavier band than you guys, but still we're, um, uh, you know, familiar with his right. work. Um, so that's one of the things I wanted to touch on was Kurt Blue. Take us through that. Have you guys worked with him before? Was this new? What was it like?
1: Um, so Zach and I were instrumental prior to Rose joining the band. i I mean, I'm assuming that you've, you're familiar with a little bit of our previous stuff, mm-hmm. previous to Cavern or Powdered, rather. Um, and we had reached out to him about re- recording uh, Eater, which was the album before the before Powdered. We reached out to him about recording that, and he was interested in working with us on that. And we just kind of like never got around to. We we ended up recording it the same way we recorded the the previous albums to that just with our buddy, Noel Mueller, uh, with grim, grimoire records. And I'm imagining, I can't really remember, but I'm imagining it had something to do with the fact that the money was just outrageous at the time. We couldn't afford it. You know, Mm -hmm. we were focusing more on touring and just trying to put records out rather than really focusing our funds towards something that big. So we had already kind of contacted him. We were, we'd emailed him and stuff before. And, um, when rose joined the band we were doing a little touring through canada and i can remember at the exact moment we're driving back from montreal i believe and like we had just crossed into the u.s and we're like man you know we need to record this record soon should we do it should we like reach out to kurt and really do it and and you know put it out like that and like yeah, let's just let's just do it. So, obviously, it's uh, a huge step from you know recording with our buddy in his basement in Baltimore to <laughs> recording with with you know the infamous Kurt, you know someone w- at his status and it was really cool, man. Um, he w- he was a great person. It couldn't have gone smoother. Really, we stayed there at the studio the whole time so it was it was awesome it was surreal as well because obviously he's one of my heroes and the same with with Zach and Rose I've been a Converge fan for years so um it was really cool to not only you know meet him just to see the studio and see where some of my favorite records were recorded and and yeah it was awesome
0: I guess the question then is, actually, a couple of questions. Obviously, aside from vocals, what did Rose bring to Cavern, in your opinion, that, I don't know, took you guys to the next level? Was that the intention?
1: Yeah, we needed a change. You know, we were getting stagnant. And we I love instrumental music. So does Zach. And so does Rose. We, we love that form of music. I love playing it. I love the abstract, um, you know, aspect to it. But we wanted to be a band that would be more accessible to a bigger audience. And that's something that we always kind of struggle with being an instrumental band. And there's nothing wrong with being an instrumental band, but for us, we just figured we could appeal to a broader audience with Rose. And, you know, in our dumb minds, we're like, okay, Rose, you're in the band now, and and all right, well, let's just write some songs that have vocals in it. Let's write all of the the exact same way that we've written all the other stuff. And, you know, Rose is like, no, how do you expect vocals to fit into this? like, yeah, so that is where we had to kind of step back, reconfigure a lot of things and and kind of uh, take a look at our songwriting and move some things around. That's like uh, the song River and the song Red Moon from the record. Are two songs where we were like, let's write a couple songs that are like built for vocals, you know? Yeah. So that's, but, but yeah, you know, we wanted, Zach and I remember, she was in a band previous to Cavern called Beast Friend and they had opened for Cavern or, you know, they had played at at a local venue that we were uh, at and we're like, man, how cool would it be to have a vocalist like that in Cavern? And we're like, she'd probably <laughs> never do it, you know. She's an amazing vocalist, and that that band was like more like uh, acoustic, kind of chill indie kind of music. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, that would be so rad if she if she were in Cavern. And it ended up happening, you know. So we're very very lucky to have her.
0: Yeah. Um, usually in instrumental music, there still is not always, but there still is a lead instrument that would be the vocal. What was it before that you just replaced the vocal with, or was it something like a completely different process for you guys?
1: We never really think of it that way, I guess. We just kind of, we never really think of a lead instrument, I guess. I I, I suppose you you would say guitar, right? Because guitar, that's where the melodies come from. But yeah, I mean... We just kind of do our thing. We never really think about that sort of stuff too much. Okay.
0: Beautiful. Uh, there's a production thing. I know it's on the record with her vocals that they are just like she's drowning in reverb. Is that how did that come up? I'm curious.
1: I'm not really sure. Uh, we kind of just let Kurt do his thing, um, and he he w- he would ask us, you know, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? We're like, dude you're in charge of that, you know, we we're, we trust you, and we were very impressed by everything, so. Okay. Um, And a lot of the vocal-specific stuff, it's like, I, I know Rose would probably have a far better answer for you with that, you know. Mm-hmm. I literally went, and this is not a flex by any means, but I went in the studio and recorded all my drum parts for Powdered in about three or four hours, and then I was done. So I had I was just kind of pacing around the studio for the rest of the week that we were there, you know, <laughs> okay. Getting in everybody's way and being annoying. It's yeah. like what I'm very good at in Cavern.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I kind of imagined, and maybe it's just because of the way the record sounds, because you guys are a trio that you guys mic'd up live off the floor and just kind of did the album in one take. Was it not done that way?
1: No, uh, God city, is sort of a smaller studio. So it's not really built to do live records like that. Um, and I've done stuff, I've done records live before and I prefer it that way. But um, with this one, it was, yeah, drum tracks, guitar tracks, bass tracks, vocal tracks, all separate, all separately done. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And this Mapex kit that we see in the, uh, the videos, cause there's a video for Red Moon, video for Grey. Is that basically like what we see there? Is that what's on the record?
1: No. I recorded using, and that is one thing that I regret, is that I didn't use my own drum set for this recording. Not that it doesn't sound good, but I'll tell you a a bit of a story. Um, So we get there, and Zach Weeks, who also helped out with the record, he was asking, you know, do you want to use your drum set? Do you want to use the the studio kit. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I bet the studio kit sounds awesome. (laughs) I bet I, they've got that thing dialed in perfectly, you know? So I'm like, let's do that. And Rose and Zach were honestly like, yo, I think you should use your drums. And I'm like, nah, I want to use the studio kit because I know it's going to sound killer. So it did. It sounded killer. And it was all the same sizes of my kit that I use normally. Yeah. Um, So, all set up and i'm just doing some practice stuff he's kind of dialing in the mics yeah go into the first couple songs and he stops and he looks at me and he's like look in front of you like looking at and the mic has the price tag it says like uh you know two thousand dollars on it and he's like stop hitting that mic I'm like, oh, God, okay. (laughs) And so the rest of the time recording, just because it's not like, uh, you know, as a drummer, it's like you get so used to everything being at the perfect height, at the perfect angle. And this kit wasn't set up perfectly for me, but it was set up in a way where I was comfortable enough to play it and record these songs. So I was, you know, clipping the mics on accident every now and again, and He's like, you know, you break that thing, that's very expensive, and you're going to buy it. I'm like, oh, God. So that just like sets that level of, you know, you're already playing drums in front of one of your idols. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you've got to also, that level of anxiety is increased by the fact that, oh, man, if I hit this and break it, that's going to add a little bit more onto our bill when all said and done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I regret, I really regret not using my drum set on the record, even though it sounds awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because I went to recording school, and it's like number one rule is don't put anything that costs more than an SM57 next to
1: a drummer. Yeah, well, I guess that's <laughs> why, you know, I guess that's why Kurt gets those amazing drum sounds, it's because he's willing to do stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, the the drummers that he's got coming in there are you know class a level drummers who you know don't mess up and i'm like i don't practice drums i mean i don't think i'm terrible at drums but i don't practice drums unless we're playing unless we're playing or doing band practice you know i don't have drum set at my house so i know my drum set and that's about it so yeah (laughs) yeah, it was it was scary but i wish i would have used the mapex on that one
0: yeah, well, and something else too, I had this chat with drummers before, I haven't recorded obviously a drummer in a while because of the pandemic, but the conversation I usually have with them is, how is your drum set up, take a picture of it for me, and usually it's set up so that they can play it, not so they can record it, and so I'll make tell them to make some adjustments, like raising cymbals and maybe pulling things apart a little bit, you know, uh, to help with bleed and whatnot, and say, so get used to yeah. playing like that for a good week or two before coming in, uh, Right. you know. But
1: uh, yeah, Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, again, like I remember too, it's like a couple months after we left the studio, I was reading, I I bought this Marky Ramon uh, biography, maybe autobiography, but he's writing in there about like when he's first started out. Uh, playing drums in his first recording experience in a big studio, and he's like, "I used the studio kit," and he's like, "I always kicked myself in the ass for doing that," and he's like, and "He's like, I never have ever done that, uh, you know." After, and I'm like, "Man, yeah. I, I feel you." So, the feels, the feels, baby. <laughs> now
0: powdered. Sure. I know that Rose is coming in. Kurt was coming in. There's a lot of big, new things on this record, but was there an intention in this record? Is there a theme to this record, either lyrically, musically, emotionally?
1: No, we never really ever planned for things like that. We kind of just let it be almost like a... It's like every record just feels like that time period in our band. It never really it's never really intentional. It's like, however we're feeling at the time, you know, and we never, ever set out to do anything, uh, intentional when it comes to that. I know Rose has lyrics and I can't really speak to what the lyrics are about too much, but I don't believe that any of the lyrics, and I I wrote a few of the lyrics on, on, um, fade before the flood, but, None of them are intentionally any to invoke any sort of uh emotion or theme. Okay. Okay. Abstract. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part about Montreal? Montreal, I we just have great friends there, man. Um everyone in Montreal is nice to us. Aww. Every like everyone in Canada is nice to us. <laughs> we have uh, we were actually, like, Zach and Rose and I, we were talking about this the other day where we're like, man, it seems like people in Canada really like our band. And I'm like, yeah, it seems like people in Canada more so than people in the U.S. like Cavern for whatever reason. And uh, the record, streaming-wise, did much better in places like Canada, places like the U.K., France, Germany, than we did in the U.S. So... Hmm. um but back to the question, my favorite part about Montreal is just the friends that we've got there. Cool. And the people that book our shows and bands we play with. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say
0: you probably – you mentioned the UK and like France and stuff too. Um, at least from a Canadian perspective, you guys have a very Canadian-friendly sound and it's hard to describe why. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean – Obviously, I can't usually tell by listening to a band whether they're from Canada or not, but if you had told me that you guys were Canadian, I would have just bought it. Like I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Right on. Well, that's a compliment to me because, I mean, like I said, we play Toronto, we play Montreal, and the shows are tremendously better than if we were to even play a show in D.C. or Baltimore, which is kind of like our home base. Mm -hmm. So, not that we don't love playing shows there, but... Yeah. I was gonna ask,
0: why do you think that is? It's just a saturated market, you guys have a different sound. I'm trying to think of another band from that area that I've chatted with. i chatted with a few. Caustic Casanova, I think, comes to mind.
1: Yeah. Okay. They're some of our really, really good friends. Yeah. Um and yeah, I just talked to Fran from Castic Casanova the other day. They they just did a Instagram post yesterday with like an old flyer where we played with them a yeah. long time ago, I think two thousand sixteen. But I think for, for Cavern, it's hard because we aren't super, like we're not heavy enough to be playing with black metal bands, but we do play with black metal bands. And it's like, we're too heavy to be playing like an acoustic indie show. But sometimes we do play those shows. So it's like, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's strange. And it's like, it's hard for us to get put on a on a good bill. But I feel like For whatever reason when we come to toronto montreal the the bill is always like on par with with how we how we kind of sound just just locked and i can't really think of yeah and i can't really think of any bands off the top of my head that you know we played with in canada right now but just seems like yeah the bill uh, the bills up there are a little bit more targeted
0: now, Stephen, initially, when we started the show, you said, John, I watched your show on YouTube. I'm worried I won't be able to talk for 30 minutes. You've talked for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. And here we are. Uh, after having watched the show a couple of times to get a vibe for it, now being on it, what's that like? How does it feel? Did I do okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're awesome, man. Okay. Yeah, you're a great interviewer. Oh, well good. done.
0: Thanks, mister. You're a great interviewee. You've got a you've got a really good talent. Oh, thanks, mister. You got a talent on drums and good
1: luck. So And, and you've got a really cool sidekick as well. Oh thank you. He's a co host. A really cool sidekick. Oh thanks. You're a great co-host.
0: Bing bang bong. <laughs> I'm I'm training him up. He's actually editing the episodes now. He's gonna edit this episode. Well I won't be nice. editing the audio, but I will be editing the video. Well, the video and the audio come together. You'll edit it. I just make the audio. I clean up the audio. So if there's like any snap, crackles, pops that come through from Skype. Uh, sure. C- you know, compressing it so that it, it sounds more consistent. It sounds more professional as, as you heard, you know, uh, when you were watching it, etc., etc. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Sounds good. Ding, ding. Well, Stephen, that's all my questions. So unless there's anything else, anything that I missed... I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the rock metal podcast.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was a pleasure. Go ahead and stop. Please.